Amen. Okay, um, for those that don't know, the World Prayer Assembly was on this week, which a number of us were able to, blessed to be able to attend. Uh, we had some youth and our youth pastor from Hillside, um, Jackie and the boys, did a, an absolutely marvellous job uh, facilitating, welcoming. I think Warwick and his wife could attest to that. They fed and watered and did all sorts of wonderful things and uh, Simon and Axel did a great job and I'm sure there's others that helped as well. So, so we thank you for that. It was a, it was a wonderful week. Um, a lot of worship, a lot of praise, a lot of prayer. And what struck me was the unity, a lot of unity across both nations. About 40 nations were represented and denominations. There was Catholics, there was Baptists, there was Pentecostals. There was even a lady from the Mormon church that was there. Let's pray born again and re- recognises Jesus as Lord. So the, the, the unity was just very special. Now I just pray it goes deeper than a surface unity, that it's a deep unity. Amen? The worship and prayer was great. And generations. There was multiple generations. And I love seeing... I met some wonderful people from New Zealand. They're in their 80s and they were just full of fire. So there's no excuses. Amen? They were full of fire for the Word of God and for prayer and for intercession and for the nations. It was a wonderful thing. A couple of quotes. Um, it's not the number of prayers, but the oneness of prayer. And one of my hearts for Hillside, as I've shared already, is that we would become one in prayer. That like the disciples, we would be of one accord. And we'll get there. That is my hope, and I'm putting substance to that hope by faith. Amen? And one holy man or woman in the hands of God is a weapon of mass destruction. Just remember that. One holy man or woman. Just spoke, sung about holiness. Another speaker came to say that God wants his family back. And we pray for prodigals. We have a, I believe we're going to have a, we do have a mandate here to pray for, for um, prodigals. We've had a couple of prayer nights of late, and that's been a, a thread for the prodigals. I won't read it, but Isaiah 43, I'm going to talk about this at some stage, uh, 5 to 7. I believe that speaks into that, which is the next bit on from what I share this morning. The next generation, we were encouraged to launch them off our shoulders and to not expect them to follow in our footsteps. And you might think that's wrong, but I think it's a word in season. The next generation are very different. Amen. They're very new, they're very different, we need to do it differently. So that's a word for us. So we've got to just pray into that and see what that looks like. But again, I believe it's going to be different to what we know. A lot of prophetic alignments happening around the Pacific nations and a whole heap of things that um, I, I won't go into this morning, but, um, but it was prophesied long ago that there would be a revival and it would start from the southwest of Australia and, and head across the, across the world, essentially. Um, but let it just start here. Let it start in our hearts, Yeah. And where it takes us, where it goes, that's up to God. It all starts with what? Prayer. Sustained, empower, sustained, or starts with prayer and is sustained by prayer. And it's empowered by the Spirit. All right, I'll leave it there. I could go on, but I won't. And just uh, is um, Grant Crombie in the house? Grant and Jill? Oh, yeah, there you are, mate. Sorry. So Grant sent me an email this morning. Your niece is in Israel as we speak. Yep, and, um, and some friends and family on a tour. Uh, there's a special, um, it's a special, let me just tell you that quickly. Um, a 
So this Shabbat or this Sabbath there is also the last great day of, forgive me if I'm saying wrong, Sukkot or Feast of Booths and it's called Simshat Torah, the joy of the law of Moses. So that's on at the moment, it's interesting timing. They were caught off guard I believe but um, the Lord has a plan, amen? We're just going to trust him. So, so our prayers and thoughts with you guys as your niece is there and um, Kelvin's daughter is there so um, we will continue to pray, pray for that, amen? Okay, um, as Jesus, I believe we're going to be surprised today. I had a dream and I believe that basically the dream was saying, that we, I believe that we're going to be surprised. There's going to be some surprised salvation, some surprise witnessing, just some easiness that we've never had before. There's a grace over the place, not just here but throughout Australia. Things are going to be easy. We're going to be surprised at how easy they are. So I want to encourage you to open your mouths, all of us, me included, to speak and to share. And I, as I was sitting in worship, the idea of surprise, um, the Israelites or the, you know, the Jewish people were very surprised that the King of Kings, the triumphant entry into Jerusalem was in the, from the Eastern Gate, yeah, the Golden Gate. Jesus jumped on the donkey, came in the Golden Gate, yeah, got that right? Good. Read, we should read our Bibles, but that's, that's what happened. I think, um, I think the opposition have put 20 metres of concrete there because that's the prophecy that the Messiah had come in on the eastern gate. So anyway, they were surprised, though, that that was the triumphal, triumphant entry of the king. So this morning, as I welcome our guest speakers this morning, um, he is a self-proclaimed donkey from Wollongong. So may the word of the Lord ride in on this donkey from the east this morning at Hillside. Amen. So I'll just call Warwick up, Warwick and Alison. I was going to read the bio, mate, but it's very long. No, I'm not going to. Oh, you want me to? No, I don't. Okay. Look, there's nothing this man hasn't done. He's even wrestled crocodiles in the Northern Territory, I think I saw there. But um, yeah, well decorated. I just want to honour them this morning for coming. Uh, we're very blessed that they could. Um, you would have heard through the blog and that, the Canberra Declaration and Dads for Kids, which they're part of. Very accomplished musician and recorded, done all sorts of things, which I won't embarrass him with. But um, yeah, please join us after for some fellowship and catch up with them. So welcome, guys, to Hillside, to the West again. And uh, we just love what you do and um, very blessed you could come for WPA and minister to us. I'll just pray for you guys. If we um, just stretch out your hands and um, Lord, we thank you for the marshes and we just pray, Lord that your continued blessing will flow them, Lord, over their children and their grandchildren and everything they put their hand to, Lord. And we just pray for your word to come forth through this man and woman this morning, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said? Thank you. I'll hand it over. To the boss. To the boss. One will do. It's me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alison. Uh, Pastor Wayne's given such a great summation of the World Prayer Assembly that I don't feel I need to say any more. I was going to say a little bit, but uh, that's, yeah, I will. That's why we're here, and uh, it's wonderful to be with you today. Who was at the World Prayer Assembly? Who managed to get there? Wow, that's awesome. Very good. Uh, and hands up if you... i just got to get permission. Who enjoyed the World Prayer Assembly? Okay, that's great. Back to Alison. I wanted to ask who was a volunteer 
at the World Prayer Assembly. Can we give them a hand? Fantastic. And we're so impressed with the servant hearts, with the unity amongst the churches in Perth. I don't know if you know, it's pretty unique in this nation. Uh, we, and we've travelled a lot. We haven't seen it. I think we saw it in Launceston back in the sort of 90s. But, um, yeah, it's really wonderful to behold. And may God take it forward. Continue to work together. Don't say this was a one-of and, and go back to any, and I know there wouldn't be any backbiting or criticism here, because this is a beautiful church in the suburbs of Perth. And uh, I was thinking hillside, backside, you're not on the backside, you're on the hillside. Jesus used to go to the hillside to pray. And uh, that's, yeah, you're right where God wants you. Uh, one, one other thing about the World Prayer Assembly, they did pray for a stop to a premature World War Three. So believing that every people group has to be reached with the gospel. Um, and so that's, that's wonderful. A little bit about us. We are from Wollongong. I hope you won't hold that against us. We know what being on the backside of Sydney is like. Well, we are on the coast. I'm sure our beaches are nowhere near as beautiful as yours here in Perth. Uh, but we do love our area. We've been there for many years and we've been in the same church for 50 years, over 50 years. So we love the Lighthouse Church and our pastor was Bill Beard. He passed away in 2000 and there's been a few changes there lately too. But in 1990, God called us to leave everything and we travelled around Australia and we continued to do that off and on over about 18 years. And we have five children, 10 grandchildren, and I believe we have a photo of them to put up on the screen. There they are. That was last Christmas. And there's actually only nine grandchildren there, but Rachel was just told us that day she was pregnant with a little girl that is now two months old. So that's great. So we travelled around Australia as a family, a uh, family of musicians. 1990, we had one drummer and Warwick and I, and then as the children grew, they took up instruments till, the, till they all played. And uh, we've had some marvellous experiences uh, serving the Lord that way. More or less out of that came our heart for families, uh, heart for fathers, and in 2002, Two. we established Dads for Kids. Now, this is, it's, it's, we're small, we're very small, but um, we really aim to make a difference in the lives of families throughout the nation. And one of the ways we've, we do that is we have a weekly email for dads to encourage dads to be the best they can be. And you can sign up outside and we will put you on the database to get a free weekly email. usually comes out Sunday morning. And another way, besides we do some courses, we're running online courses for dads at the moment, is we do TV ads and we do a national um, campaign around Father's Day every year. And we'd like to play for you our latest 
Dads for Kids ad. Has anyone seen that in the TV by any chance? You've seen it? That's good. John's seen it at the back. Um, it's been shown we don't pay for the TV ads. We pay to produce them and the TV stations make their decisions. And some play them so much people abuse us because your ad's getting played every, every half an hour. I'm sick of it. You know, okay, well, that's okay. Blame, blame the TV station. Don't blame us, you know. And then sometimes they don't play it very often. So, but we're thankful for that. Because who knows that God is a father to the fatherless and a defender of widows in his holy habitation. Modern translation is God's a father to those who don't have a dad. And for single mothers and widows, he's very, very close to you. I'll say it one more time, especially the last part. God is very, very close to you. If you're a single mother... Or are you a widow? God is very close to you. Because you see, he reveals himself in two ways. He's a husband to the body of Christ, quite literally in Ephesians. But he's also a father for us all. Jesus came to reveal the father. But he also comes to us in that. And God's a family God. So I've got to pray because I need a lot of help. So Father, put your hands towards me. You can just pray for me. Is that okay? Father, we just thank you that you can speak through donkeys and we just thank you for the donkey from the east that could be used by you with the beautiful donkey S, Alison Marsh. Give us grace, give us your words, give us your, your heart in Jesus' name. Amen. The problem for, for myself uh, if I, when I share is, is to squeeze what I know and what God wants me to do into this you know little time zone so to speak and not to say things that don't matter in the sense of the the um the chorus time of God because we live in a chorus time that's the time it's a, we're a season this is a moment you've come here Sunday morning it's a time we dedicate to God and my dream and hope is to encourage you to inspire you particularly in the area of prayer um before I uh, go any further I just got to mention We've got some books here. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have this book. I'm going to speak about this in a second because we gave them all away and then we sold a few uh, at the uh, prayer conference. It's called The Moravian Miracle. But Shaping History in Prayer and Fasting, I got out there um, by Derek Prince. Who's in it? Who likes Derek Prince? Anybody here? Okay, it's 30%. That's fantastic. And there's a story of the camera declaration. So we do have this other organisation, Australian Heart Ministries, which is our core ministry, if you like, and out of that has sprung the Canberra Declaration. And should you wish to sort of sign up for that, it's a, it's a, it's a declaration for life, for marriage, for faith and family. Where's Jennifer Mock? Are you there, Jennifer? God bless you. Give Jennifer a clap. She, she's one of our prayer warriors of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds across the nation, and we join together in prayer on Zoom and uh, but if you're interested in that come and talk to us you can sign up for that as well and that's like a you know an email but it's also a prayer network it's becoming more and more a prayer network and in fact we met for the very first time as a group uh, we've been past five or six years we've, we've been praying across the nation and praying a lot with pastor margaret i might add um, pastor margaret is just an incredible inspiration for us as prayer warriors who, who loves pastor margaret court I mean, she, she really is. Um, she's amazing. And uh, 
you know, thank God for Pastor Margaret Court. So again, if you're interested in that, come and see us. We'll be at that table at the front desk. Um, I asked your pastor, look, what, do you, what would you like us to share? Because we, we do, do a lot of stuff with family, marriage. And uh, when, when we talk about family, we always try to minister together. I asked my wife, would you help me in this prayer thing? She said, no, honey, it's up to you now. So I did my best. Um, but she's a woman of prayer too, as you'll find out as I share. So the message is, Lord, teach us to pray, if that's okay, Simon. Teach us to pray. Because, again, I asked Wayne, I said, look, what would you like me to share about? We are coming across the World Prayer Assembly. He, he says that, you'd, you know, you'd like to know a bit more about prayer. But I've got a funny feeling you've got a f- pretty good idea about that anyway. Is that right? You can always learn more. Amen. Who said yeah? God bless you. The drummer. The drummer said yes. It has to be the case, okay? Let me go to the first scripture. It is written, Jesus said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. That's in Matthew 21, 13. So God's house is a house of what? Is it a house of evangelism? No. Prayer. Is it a house of activity? What is it? A house of prayer, brother. I love the way this, this man, God bless you. It's a prayer, brother. So it's a house of prayer. Do you know many churches that are houses of prayer? Who said no? This man again. I'm not having a go at Wayne. I'm not having to go to this church. I don't know. I know you. There's a man here that prays every morning between 6 and 7 a.m. Who is that man? Where is he? Let me give him a hug. Um, yeah, small beginnings, yeah. I say this with a, a sadness. I can almost cry because there's not many churches that are houses of prayer. But what did Jesus say? My house shall be called. I would just chatting with Alison last night. I said, look, how many, how many churches do we know that really, really, really are passionate for prayer? And it's really front and center, you know, foundational. And how many did, did we count, honey? In our region, maybe two. That's about 150 churches, right? Um, it's somewhere between 1 and 100 and 1 and 500. The challenge, though, is what about this house? What about this house? This house. Sir, what's your name? Lance. The Holy Spirit tells me that you are a man of prayer. Yeah, I pray a little, mainly at night. You pray a lot. Thank God for you. Thank God for your hands. So the challenge, we can always complain about the church, but the biggest challenge we got is this church, isn't it? This body, this temple. 
we are all temples of the Holy Ghost, correct? So I can complain about the church not being a church of prayer, but hey, we, the other thing, by the way, this, do you understand that the World Prayer Assembly, there's only been four of them in the last 40 years, and guess where they had the fourth one? I don't want to discourage you talking about churches that aren't prayerful, but this, do you realize that Perth is probably the most prayerful city in Australia? I'll say it again. Perth is the most prayerful city in Australia. So I'm, I'm here. I'm, I don't want to, forgive me if I, I don't want to discourage you, okay? You know, I'm, I'm tuned up to prayer because that's the, my passion. That's our deep passion, Alice and I. Um, you know, we're going out praying. <laughs> you know, 69, how many years I've got left? Who knows? Five, ten, three, war, whatever it is. But we're going to go out praying. We're going out praying because prayer changes things and prayer is powerful and prayer warriors make history. Getting back to Perth. You know, it came to Perth, the prayer assembly, world prayer assembly came to Perth out of Indonesia for a reason. This is a praying city in the, in the comparison reality. But, you know, we couldn't have really run this successfully, I don't believe, in Sydney. What church in Australia has built a prayer tower that's going to go 24-7 or it's working on 24-7? Do you know, do you know any other churches? In Australia, that's built a twenty, you know, five-story prayer tower, Pastor Margaret. You know, they had thirty-one gatherings of prayer up to this World Prayer Assembly, where churches got together, the Catholics got together, the Anglicans, the Baptists, the Pentecostals got together to pray for Australia, but for the World Prayer Assembly. So, I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to say, well done, good and faithful servants. Keep up that great work. So, the challenge today is for us to become houses of prayer, me. You know, when you point your finger at someone else, there's always two or three fingers pointing back at you, isn't there? Correct? So what is the key to prayer? The basic key to prayer is this next scripture I'm going to show you, Simon. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your... with all your... (laughs) Get it right. One, two, three. Heart, soul mind and you could add strength in certain you know this the translations of that there's the variances of that but essentially it's with everything you've got to love the lord your god this is the first and great commandment the words of jesus so you've got to start with love say it with me start with love one two three start with love that means we've got to love each other that's the hard bit isn't it it's not so hard to love God, but it's really hard to love the person sitting across the other side of the dining table, correct? Don't say yes. You'll give the game away. My wife has been annoying me this week. So look, we, we, we're walking down the road like this, and there's like a steel thing there. And so I lift the hand up like this, and then she comes across this side, why do you always push me into things? I said, I didn't push you into things. But you always do. <laughs> and we had this big argument, you see. And that was just yesterday. You shouldn't have us in your church preaching. Repentance is a wonderful thing. So I had to sort of 
say sorry. Have I said sorry yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> Honey, would you please, please forgive me? Good. Jesus said these words, Matthew 17. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, you'll say to this mountain, everyone say it with me, say to the mountain. One more time. Say to the mountain. You have to use your words. I notice you've got a lot of scriptures around here. You have to use your words. You have to use the word of God. You have to speak it out because as you speak it out, it becomes a reality. As you speak it out, it becomes a reality. Isn't this the correct glance? I love the way he says correct. Move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, and this is the part I wanted to read to you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Say it with me. Prayer and fasting. One, two, three. Prayer and fasting. One, two, three. Prayer. Who likes the first part but not the second part? At least some people are honest here. But the devil, Jesus said, doesn't go out except by... So many years ago when I was a young whippersnapper, it was actually 1976, just a year after I got married, I picked up this book, Shaping History Through Prayer and Fasting. I've got about four or five copies out there. And it literally changed my life because I started to apply the principle of not just prayer, but prayer and fasting. Now, I actually really love food. I really do. I have a real problem with doing without food. Anyone has a problem doing without food? Okay, we're in the same boat. But Jesus said, except a man deny himself and a woman, except a woman deny herself, she will not see the kingdom of God, okay? We have to deny ourselves. One of the ways we deny ourselves is by saying, you're not going to eat anymore for one day or two days or three days, whatever it is, okay? And I never thought I'd ever, ever do a 40-day fast, but in 2007, I did my first 40-day fast. I usually do a juice fast. Um, and it's the, the weird thing is that, because, you know, I just, I like fasting, but I really love food a lot more. <laughs> but I love God a lot more than food that I already love. You with me? If you want to see breakthrough in your life, pray and fast. If you want to see breakthrough in your family, pray and fast. If you want to see breakthrough in the church, pray and fast. If you want to hear from God, I don't know what to do, God. I'm not sure. There's this way and that way. Which way should I go? Pray and fast for three days. I encourage you, three days. There's something special because as you pray and fast, the noise that is around us sort of dials down and you can start to hear the voice of God. God's always speaking, just that we can't really properly hear him. So prayer and fasting changes things. And I've seen incredible miracles as I've prayed and fasted and sought God. And it's been part of my life for all these years. I'm just telling you three things. I just want to share these three sort of stories about prayer. Then I forgot to tell you, I need your help as we finish because if we don't do some stuff and we just talk about stuff, well, that's not where it's at, is it? So I need your help. What did I just say? 
So just remember that if I stick a mic in front of your face and I say pray, oh, Warwick, you didn't tell me. I just did, did tell you this then, okay. But getting back to this loving God, we have to love Jesus, don't we? And we have to keep it simple. I love that phrase, keep it simple, stupid. It's called the KISS principle. Is it, who's ever heard of the KISS principle? Okay. Now, we probably for a Christian audience, we should change that to keep it simple, sweetheart. All right? But the stupid part certainly works for me sometimes because I can be a bit of a donkey. All right? <laughs> I hear an amen, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. but I fear. So getting back to this, we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. But I fear is somehow... As the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. It's hard to keep it simple, isn't it? We make it, who knows that we all as humans make it complicated? But you see, it is simple. And Paul talks about the simplicity in Corinthians. He says, I fear lest you be deceived. As, as Eve was deceived, and you might be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. Let's go to the next verse in Hebrews. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He said, Amen. God bless you, brother. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. What's your name, brother? Why is that verse so important to you? Uh, quick, quickly, I just say it's just whatever you focus on will overshadow you. Whatever you focus on will overshadow you. Whatever you focus on will overshadow you. Say it with me. Whatever you focus on will overshadow you. One more time. Whatever you focus on will overshadow you. <laughs> Give him a clap, eh? So if you fix your eyes on Jesus, according to what John just said, and there's a whole bunch of scriptures that back what he just said up, by the way. God will overshadow you. Anyway, we could preach in a sermon on that one, but we won't. Paul goes to the Corinthians. For I determined not to know anything, say anything, except who? Except who? Except who? Devon. Jesus Christ and him crucified. I love the way you say it, David, uh, Demon, I should say. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness me. Do you realize that Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament? Been to the third heaven. Saw things he couldn't even speak about. He knew a lot, yeah? So he went to the Corinthians and what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? 
He determined not to know anything apart from Jesus Christ and him crucified. He determined not to know anything. Is there a, is there a message there somewhere? Let's stick to Jesus. And by the way, Kay, great choice of songs this morning. Great choice of songs. It says in Corinthians, next verse, Paul says, Take eat, this is my body. This is the words of Jesus, by the way. Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup. Okay, I've got to start at the beginning. I knew I was doing something wrong, honey. For I received from the Lord, thank you, brother Simon. I was just deceiving you, I was deceiving myself. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, say, same night, betrayed. So the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He also washed the disciples' feet, which is another part of the covenant, which we don't talk a lot about, but it's very important. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body. I'm sorry about that. I was a bum steer before. Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Say, my blood. One more time. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Why should we drink the cup and eat the bread? For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. I often add resurrection, but, you know, that's just Warwick's Marsh translation of Paul the Apostle. So Paul's probably more right than I am, but nonetheless, it's implicit, isn't it? We were living uh, in probably the most beautiful place we've ever lived in Wollongong, it was on a side of a mountain called Mount Kembla, and we lived in a sort of a miner's manager. There was four houses, and uh, every day I used to feed the parrots there. It was fantastic. Um, I love, uh, you know, God's creation. I used to walk up the mountain to pray. I just loved being there. Actually, we got an eviction notice when we were in Uganda preaching the gospel, basically touching the whole nation, and I wonder where that came from. But anyway, we got an eviction notice. They told us we could be there for, for decades. And someone got an eviction notice and ring Uganda. And I thought, oh, well, I better not tell my wife. She'll, she'll have a nervous breakdown. But, um, and then we had to move. Couldn't find a, uh, a good place to move to. We had a big family, a big bus, and uh, not a lot of money being missionaries. Still are, thank God, missionaries. Um, and we ended up having to move to 100 metres south of the biggest Buddhist temple in the Southern Hemisphere. Can you believe that? What a great address for a Christian missionary. Probably was, actually, when you think about it. And my friend said to me, look, Warwick, you're going to come under attack when you get down there. You're going to come under attack and things will go against you. And so I thought, well, yeah, um, you know, I've come up against demonic forces here and done this and done that. And I realized that, um, you know, I thought it's going to be okay. Got down there, started living there. I 
started fighting with my wife about silly things, didn't we, baby? And, you know, just, I did get depressed. I wasn't the sort of guy who would get depressed. I was getting depressed and discouraged a bit from time to time. And I didn't know what was, what was going on. And I shared this with a, a, a colleague of mine, minister in the gospel. She was a lady, minister of the gospel. And she said, you know, Warwick, you've got to start having communion. You've got to go to the four corners of your property. You start having you have communion at the four corners. Say this, this area belongs to God. We're serving God. Get lost, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And then you've got to start having communion each day. And just start declaring that Jesus Christ in you is the hope of glory. That you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That you are blessed to be a blessing. Anyone out there? And so we started to do this, and guess what? Things changed. We've been doing this now for 23 years, and I encourage you to do the same. It says, as often as you do, there's no absolute prescription. You don't have to have communion once a month or once a week. You can have it every day. And I guarantee it will change your life. I guarantee it will change your life. And this is what it says in... I'm going to get the band to come up, if it's okay, the whole band, okay? Uh, in this manner, therefore, pray. These are the words of Jesus. You see, this, the context of the Lord's Prayer is such... The disciples said, teach us how to pray. Say it with me. Teach us how to pray. One more time. Teach us how to pray. And what did Jesus say? Well, do it this way. It was never meant to be a prayer that... Our Father, and heaven, Amen. It was never meant to be that sort of prayer. It was, it was meant to be a template for prayer. In this manner, therefore, pray. Let's say it together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It doesn't say evil in the, the, the Greek word is hyponeros. It's it, talking about the devil, everybody. We have an adversary, the devil. And we have to stand against the devil, but you also have to be wary about the devil, okay? And it's embedded in the Lord's Prayer. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So, I need your help. We are going to enact the Lord's Prayer today. We, together, are going to enact the Lord's Prayer. Is that okay? And the very first part of the Lord's Prayer, what, how does it start? Can anyone help me? Our what? Father. Okay, so we're going to start, and it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. We're going to start by declaring the name of Jesus, if it's okay. I'm going to ask Kay. You've got a beautiful voice, by the way, Kay. You guys did a great job. Give these guys a clap, shall we? Great start. Great start. Great work. And so we're going to stand together. And we're going to finish by praying together. But we're going to start off with a worship song. I was looking at the translations last night, and there's a translation. It's the New English or 
English real version, whatever it is. And it, it takes the word, it says, my house should be called a house of worship, not just a house of prayer. And you can interpose those words because worship is prayer and prayer is worship. Correct? Here we go. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Find these words, Simon. For every heart and every mind. As I know. There is peace within your presence. I speak. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus, your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life, break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, I'm going to get my brother Lance, isn't it? Would you like just to pray a prayer declaring the name of God and, and, and speaking to our Father? Heavenly Father, we know you love us and because we know you love us, we just say we choose to trust you. Therefore, we declare in Jesus' name a blessing over this place, over every person in it and over the suburb that we live in, that people will see you in us and be attracted to you. We pray in Jesus' name. We believe that, Lord, you will cause us to be effective in your kingdom. And we just ask, Lord, for mercy for ourselves, that we would stop looking at us and start looking at you. Again, I say, Lord, that people would see you in us and be attracted to you. That we would not keep looking at ourselves and what it is that we do and want and what we don't have. But Lord, what we do have, we have you. And you really are all we need because you promised if we seek you first, the rest will come and fall into place. So Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your love and we thank you for our brothers and sisters in this place. And as Warwick said, Lord, help us to love each other and to quit the pointing of the finger, as you said in your word. Lord, people would just see that we love each other and then, then they'll get saved because they'll want what we've got. They'll want what we've got because we've got you. Yeah, and you're good. And you haven't changed. And you never will. So I thank you we can rely on you. Our Father. Our Father. So I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within our presence. I speak Jesus. Your name is Pat. 
You pray, Devin. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your holiness. Lord, we just thank you for your your goodness, Father. We just declare now the unity that we have in the body of Christ, Lord. Just I pray that you'll lift up people, Father. Lord, that where they feel uh, down and broken, Lord, that you'll just release them right now in Jesus' name. Your blood, Lord, we pray your blood over this place, over your people, Father. I pray release in Jesus' name. Have your way in this place, Lord. Lord, just burn like fire, Father. Let your fire fall. Lord, just rip us apart, tear us apart for you, Jesus. You are our King, our Lord, our Saviour. You are our everything, Lord. Have your way in us. Hallelujah. I'm going to get my sister here to pray, if you could pray. Lord, I thank you for Jesus. Father, I thank you that you allowed him to come down to this earth, suffer what he did. And Lord, we thank you. You are faithful. You are good. You are everything. You fill everything. You're in everything. You are the King of Kings. And nothing, nowhere, nobody can ever, can never, ever take this off us. You are the Lord. You are the King. You are my God. You are my Savior. Hallelujah. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul of captive by depression. I speak Jesus. Your name is Declaring there is hope and there is freedom, I speak Father, we give you praise through all things. For we came to worship, we came to seek in you. You are wonderful, God, to every one of us. You are protecting us, you have guided us, you have delivered us, you have healed us. So I ask in Jesus your name for every one of us in here today and every family. I pray for protection. I pray for healing. I pray the Lord, anything that anyone is going through, you are God of hearing your people. 
and to answer your people. I pray for breakthrough. I pray that the hearts will be healed. I pray the mind will be healed. I pray for every sickness and poverty will be breaking. I pray that, Lord Jesus, that your name will be glorified in everything that anyone is going through. I pray for the heaven's door to be open to every family. I pray for unit in every family. I pray that the healing and the strength of Jesus Christ will fall upon people. Pray for fresh anointing to touch every soul that is here in every family home. Father, I pray for every darkness of the wicked will be breaking. The assignment of the enemy will be aborted. I decree to declare the blessing spirit of Jesus Christ, Yeshua and Mashiach, that you have your way in the midst of everything and everyone, Father God. I pray and I speak a blessing upon every family home for those who need work, those who need money, those who need to be healed, those who need to reconcile with God, those who need to confess of their sins, those who need to come and to bow before the Lord and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I proclaim the light of Jesus Christ over every family home. And I pray for protection as they step out from this place. Whatever they need to receive from you, Father God, I pray and proclaim that, and I release that in Jesus' name over them. Amen. Oh God, we just give this lady a clap. Pastor Wayne, can we sing one more song? Is that okay, bro? Is that all right? Can we sing one more song? Yeah. So, holy, holy. So the last part of this, this um, you know, just going back to this, yeah, the Revelation song, is it? You got, got it? Sorry. Um, the last part of this Lord's Prayer is, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so we're going to go back to this Revelation song, Simon. And... Um, and we're going to finish the Lord's Prayer. It starts with worship and then there's, you know, forgiveness. I didn't go into that, but I'm praying that you'll forgive. Just I had to, my wife had to forgive me. I had to forgive my wife. I hope you learned something today. From the donkey. You have to forgive. Hee-haw, hee-haw, yeah, exactly. This man used to was an auctioneer and he used to do a lot of that sort of stuff. He used to probably auctioneer donkeys like Warwick Marsh, but... That's another story. But, you know, we have to forgive. We have to forget. You can't hold on to bitterness. It'll destroy you. Having bitterness in your heart and unforgiveness, is, it's a bit like trying to kill rats and swallow rat poison and you die. The rat's still alive, correct? So bless the rats. Bless your enemies. Don't drink the rat poison of unforgiveness. Don't, don't drink the rat poison of unforgiveness. But there's another message there. But we're going to finish by, it finishes this beautiful template of prayer. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lamb who was slain. Let's lift our hands. Holy, holy is he.
Just keep your eyes closed. Stay in that place of worship, reverence and awe. Just keep your hearts and minds open in Christ Jesus. With all creation, we sing. With all creation, we give you praise, Lord. As the trees clap their hands. As creation eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons and daughters of God. We sing together. For yours is the kingdom. It's the king's domain. It's your kingdom. It's your word, your will, your ways, Lord. It's all yours. All the gold, all the silver, everything is yours, Lord. The king's domain. And we have an inheritance in you, Lord, that can never rust or fade or perish or be stolen. Because we are sons and daughters of the king. And the power is yours, Lord. And you have seen fit to pour forth your power, your spirit over us. Not just over us in the old days, but in us. Your spirit is tabernacled, set up camp inside of each one of us that believe. Your power. All the power. Let us grasp, as Warwick has said, we are seated in heavenly places. Let us start praying from that perspective. Your word says we have the mind of Christ. Let us start using it. Yours is the power. And Lord, the glory is yours. Lord, new glory. Jesus said that uh, he was glorified on earth because he did what you commanded him to do, what you set before him. So let us be glorified, Lord, in you. Washed, sanctified, cleansed, glorified. As we cry, Abba, Father, as we've learnt, Lord. Father, I will obey you, Father. Abba, Father. So, Lord, let us come into obedience, not out of duty, but out of love and reverence and awe of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Can we give the Lord a shout? Hey. Woo! So, Lord, we just thank you. Um, just stretch your hands out to our visitors this morning, Lord. We just thank you for Warwick and Alison Marsh and all of their family, Lord. Lord, we know that unity commands a blessing, Lord. So just over their family, Lord, let that oil of gladness, that oil of restoration, that oil of healing, that oil of Herman, Lord, just flow from top to bottom in that family, Lord. A blessing. Lord, and this is not the last time we will see these people at Hillside, Lord. We are now connected. You make divine appointments at the right time for the right reasons. Thank you for the heart for prayer, Lord. We pray it overflows in this place in Jesus' name, yeah? And all God's people said, amen. Thank you, church. Maybe said we'll um, just uh, break, or we'll finish. So I'll, just, I'll close the service out, Lord, and we just thank you that you're here, you're with us. Lord, we just pray for a time of fellowship time of prayer if people need prayer there's people to at the front that are happy to pray if you need prayer come forward but otherwise please join us for tea and coffee and fellowship out the side amen thank you thank you worship team